Hello and welcome to the Business of Influence podcast with me, Leroy Mark. And Tammy Rasheen. Welcome to episode six. Boop, 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 boop. We made it. Day two in Thanks our new studio. Thank you guys <laughs> for watching, listening, yes. tuning in. And bring on questions. Yes. And one of the questions we get a lot, Tammy, is really about the contracts that are set up <laughs> when we work in this industry. Now, I've, you guys know, I'm a lawyer by trade, so I get a little bit of like a shiver when I think about <laughs> it. It excites me. What can I say? Um, and it's interesting to me because so much of the business is created around contracts, the agreements of that course. we get in. And you, as Salary Africa, are the kings of contracting, right? No one starts <laughs> a campaign without, without a contract. A contract. <laughs> yeah. And it's important because it governs how you and the brand will be interacting. Absolutely. And how you and the influence will be interacting. So it's one of the big, big components of our business. And we'll be discussing that and more today in the Business of Influence podcast, Contract Style. Welcome back to the Business of Influence podcast with me, Leroy Mark. And Tammy Rasheen. We're wearing jackets today because we're talking about serious stuff. <laughs> Very serious. serious. We've got collars in everything, guys. We're talking about contracts. About and my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know a lot about them because you I had do, to put so many I do, in place. you the expert. I, guys, not Capital the expert. E. Maybe like I'm familiar, but <laughs> not the expert. You know, what's interesting about contracts for me is that I did contracts in second year. And I had a formidable lecturer, and she used to drum it into us about the idea of consensus, right? Okay. So if I think of contracts, I always think of consensus. But in this industry, I didn't realize just how much of the influencer space is dependent on us contracting, because that's where almost... Because we always see the brief, right? We get the brief and we go, okay, what do I need to do? But we never actually check out the contract where a lot of, of the work is set in. Absolutely. So maybe if you go back one step then, Tammy... Starlight Africa, you guys engage with brand and with um, content creators on a daily basis. What is your philosophy around contracts and contracting with both your influencers and your clients? Firstly, um, no job is even commenced mm. from brand or influencer side without the contract. Why not? There needs to be a binding document mm -hmm. that um, both... Well, from a brand side as well as an agency side mm -hmm. and then from an influencer side that can always, always be referred back mm. to um, if there is any dispute mm. and um, it has all the necessary clauses in place to abide by mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, this is a job business um, you are getting paid for it mm -hmm. the agency from the brand side the influencers from the agency and brand side so um there's transactions mm. taking place all the time and even if it's trade exchanges yep. um but there's still a transaction taking place there's a job to be done yep. and executed on correctly and there has to be proper contracts in place to abide by. I feel like because we're dealing with an intangible, right, in that we're dealing with content that lives. Because what is content? Can you hold it? Can you eat it? Can you wear it? Whatever well, it is. you watch yeah. it. You, you watch it. it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Um, it's stuff that lives in this weird world of the internet. And creating it and, you know, living it and having it work for brands and us is is almost new. I mean, this is an uncharted it territory. Is. So we always need something there to almost give us some grounding. It was quite interesting, actually, when um, Stala D started back in 2019. Mm -hmm. And um, I was sitting with the legal team 
to go through the client contracts, supplier contracts, um, or supplier influencer contracts, even third party contracts, mm. and how the legal team was just totally blown away <laughs> as at, at just how much information mm. needs to be put into these agreements. Um, and yes, it's constantly evolving. Yeah. But um, it was quite a fascinating experience yeah, from lawyers, yeah. especially in this new age media mm. um, world that we live in. So, you know, what didn't uh, applies for another type of media, you know, is different and for, for yeah. influencer marketing. You know, it's interesting. Um, when I got into practice many, many years ago, what we discussed was that there's no such thing, because the buzzword then was media law, right? Everyone wants to be a media yes. lawyer. It's fun. You get to, like, go watch the rugby, I guess, or like, <laughs> or go to the safters or whatever, and you, you just happen to be a lawyer, so you can be quite serious, but the content is, um, you know, quite fun. Yes. Which is actually not true because there's no such thing as media law. There's no such thing as social media law. It's just contracts that are set in place that have the specific focus on the media, the social media, the Correct. music in particular. Correct. So when we talk about throughout the podcast, when we talk about things like social media law and media law and music law or whatever it is, we're not talking about a branch of law that you can learn in university. We're talking about contracts that are created Created and laws that apply directly to us because it's intersectionality, sure. right? A part of it is IP law, you know, intellectual property. Yes. A part of it is, you know, a contract of agency because you're my agent. Um, you're acting on behalf of the brand. Correct. I'm acting on behalf of the brand too. So some of the things I can say, some things <laughs> I can't say. Um, it's a it's a contract as a freelancer agreement. So Correct. like a plumber and a, a house owner where I'm coming to do a job correct and then leave so it's a very interesting mix of all these things and i just there's a lot of moving parts <laughs> lots of moving parts lots and i can see parts. how the lawyers were excited because just like <laughs> i don't know if they're excited or nervous <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i get nervous too because the the contracts themselves because they're so ever moving and the power dynamic is very skewed um, in the direction of the brand. I mean, you can just imagine if you're dealing with a big beauty house, for instance. Absolutely. And little old me in the corner, you know, they have tons of lawyers. If this were to go pear-shaped. Absolutely. And, you know, if you look at our agreements that we issue to influencers, I think it's over 30 pages. Yeah. Um, and it's like, whoa, where do I even <laughs> yeah. start here? Do I even understand I'm signing something. Am I signing my life away? Mm. Um, you know, so the everyday content creator, it it's um, very overwhelming to get these contracts. <laughs> Out there. So I found a cheat. Tell us. <laughs> of how Eek. to do it. Whenever I get the contract, I what look do you for do? four things. Tell me. For four things, right? So we're going to write this down. Yes. We look for duration. Oh, I'm also writing okay. this down. Yeah. Duration talks to how long the contract is because that's how long your obligations will be. Okay. You and I have a relationship. So if we decide today that you and I are getting married from the 1st of September and we're divorcing at the end of December, <laughs> <laughs> we know what the duration of our relationship is. That means if I have a girlfriend that I find in that period, I say, I can't marry you just now because I'm still married to Tammy. Yes. But in January, my scut... Come and find me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So same way with the duration of any contract, because it also helps you understand which brands you can work with, 
while you're in relationship and which you can't, what you can do in that relationship or not. So duration is very, very Number important. Number one, are you all yes. rotting? Okay. Cool. Territory. Okay. Territory means, geographically speaking, where are my obligations centered? Now, it doesn't sound like a big thing, but we're doing a campaign for Brand A. Brand A has um, offices in Kenya. Yes. Has an office in Addis Ababa in Ethiopia and has offices in Ghana. I contract in South Africa for use in South Africa. I go to Tanzania and I find my face there on a billboard or whatever it is, which is not the territory we agreed on. Absolutely. That is not good. Because I need to know, because what if someone in Tanzania wants to use my face for a competing brand? Okay, so we're going to... We gonna Go into Oh, yeah, we're going to deep dive. Okay, because I've got lots of comments. <laughs> We've got lots and lots and lots to say. But these are the things I look out for. Okay. All right. Territory. Territory. Yes. Where, where, are my, where are my duties for? Yes. Where, where are these obligations applying to me at? Are they applying in South Africa? Are they applying in the whole world? Are they applying just here? Where exactly do these obligations rest on me for from? For sure. Okay. Number three is remuneration. <laughs> Payment. When and how will I get my coins? Okay. This is important because remuneration speaks to how much money you'll be paid, but also tells you what the trigger event for the payment will be. For sure. So is it on delivering the insights? Is there a deposit? And what does a deposit look like? Is a deposit that it's con- if, if we don't go through, through with our relationship, do you pay me back my deposit? Do, do I get to must I pay it back? Do I get to keep half of it? What is the situation with the payment? Okay. And number four are obligations. Exactly. The other word for obligation is performance. Yeah. What must I do? Deliverables. What is our deliverables? What is my performance? And as a caveat to that, as a, a add-on, what happens when I don't perform? Mm-hmm. And Love that. the legal word for that is breach. <laughs> <laughs> when I breach our agreement, what happens over then? And I think we can start diving into these. These, okay. for me, are my favorite four. There's many, many, many others. And I think we'll do a part two, a part three. I think so. To chat to this. And also have a wonderful legal expert coming in. We'll chat to him also about this. But for our purposes here, this is the four that I want us to start with. Perfect. Right. So you had a comment about duration. Okay. So duration, absolutely. Number yeah. one to look at. Um, I think for... The purpose of duration and territory. Mm. Um, there's a subsection. Mm. I'm putting legal terms <laughs> to this subsection um, in terms of usage. Yes, okay. absolutely. So duration, yes, from what date to what date. Mm. So the contract will state um, Leroy is working on this campaign or this job from X date to X date. However, when it comes to usage duration um, and clients being able to utilize the content, there will also be clauses depending on the client and the campaign um, to the client would be able to utilize that content for a specific duration that may be out of the duration of the job. Got you. So Leroy is doing a job for a month, but client can utilize that content for two months. Yes. So that brings up then the issue of usage. Correct. Um, so there's duration, duration, 
and usage linked to, linked to duration. Yeah. Then there's also usage, um, well, yes, linked to territory. Yes. So we actually ran a campaign um, across different African countries. Um, each country had its own usage fees, yeah. usage rates, um, also depending on where the content was being published. But it's an, it is an absolute no-go um, and a, a, um, a red flag that influencers need to look out for from a territory perspective. If the content specifies, if it specifies in the contract that content is being utilized in South Africa, um, it cannot be utilized in, in any other yeah. countries. If they um, state that the campaign is in X, Y, and Z country, that needs to be specified yeah. in the contract, um, which will affect remuneration number three. <laughs> <laughs> it does. And I think just on that point, what how it, it comes up in the contracts is that they'll say um, uh, um, territory, and they'll say yes. the world. <laughs> yes. They'll say earth or say, you know, <laughs> it will say it's global. Said, it said the world. So <laughs> the world. <laughs> and those are, there's certain things we need to highlight about that. So the reason why I always take issue with that is there are, if you work in multiple jurisdictions, so um, a very big thing is happening now where content creators are being booked in South Africa and being booked abroad because of the, just the global nature of our business, yes. right? And we're also working with global brands. We're working with big beauty uh, um, 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 uh, uh, houses, with big fitness Absolutely. houses. And so you might find your face on the subway or in the tube and not ever having paid for it. So I always um, uh, flag territory because it also means that if you're doing work extraterritorially, so if you're not doing work just in South Africa or where you contracted to, you might miss out on a bag or a work opportunity. And then what you do is you need to then price accordingly. Correct. If you're going to be working outside of that. So there's usage, um, which... It falls under your different points, but it is its own point mm. in its own right because on that, um, in the contracts, we specify, and this is with the brands and with the influencers, where is the content being published, yeah. not necessarily from a territory perspective, but from a channel perspective. Platforms, So yeah. um, it would specify that content is being published on digital channels yeah. that being social media uh, website or whatever so i shouldn't see my my face on channel three absolutely on the not. television that takes us into a whole section of usage rights. yes usage rights and usage fees yes depending on the channel if it's going wherever yeah so it's interesting because um from a practical point of view right and when we start looking at above the line and below the line so you know you talk about digital and then we talk about say on, on television or, or in store or, in or store, they want to print a flyer or, or in a billboard, <laughs> you know, on the M1. Um, what's very important about that is it, it goes also to, so people say, so there's two things happening here. I go to work to go shoot a campaign. Yeah. I'm being paid for the shooting of the campaign. Yes. That is not usage yet. No. That is me being on set. That it's is, split. you know. Usage and amplification are Exactly. Separate. When I start, once we've shot the campaign, and let's say we shoot the campaign for two days, and my fee for two days is 100 rand on each day, 
for argument's sake. The usage will be very different because it takes my rate and it multiplies it by the platforms. Correct. So the more and platform the duration and the duration. On those platforms. You see what I mean? So It's if, all interlinked. <laughs> it's all interlinked. And that's why I always look at this for Because I'm going to be able to, and that's why remuneration is next. Because yes. I go, okay, so you're saying to me, you're going to put me, so duration is for six months, eh? And you want me everywhere. But also you're pulling me on online, on the TV, on the Correct. Rodeo. All of those things. It's going to affect your price. It's going to affect my price. And then how are you paying for each of those things, which is very, very important. The issue that that arises from that is also linked to it is restraint of trades. For sure. um, Which is another part of the contract that I sort of gander at, you know, have a little bit of a look because it always comes back to um, what I'm allowed to do and what I'm not allowed to do. Um, but let's just expand on restraint of trade. Yep. So you're saying after the campaign well, or during the campaign? So, so you've got two kinds of restraint. Yes. So you've got the restraint to say, while you're working with us, you can't work with a competing brand. Yes. So you can just imagine if I'm you know, doing a campaign for toothpaste A and then I'm seen using toothpaste B, it just defeats the purpose. But one, Don't do that. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> it's also like, don't do a, an ad for a drink and then you're wearing a shirt with a completely different drink <laughs> on it. It just kind of kills it. And so Strategy. I always talk about, and in, even in your briefs, you guys say, make sure the background is clean. Make sure you're not wearing branded outfits. Look, make sure you don't have any logos because sometimes you, you know, it just slides in. You don't even see it. Um, but the, the, the restraint of trade afterwards is also stopping you from working with another brand for a particular period so that we don't associate you with brand A, which is very important. Because you can imagine if you see me uh, working with car brand A for a year and then literally two weeks into the new year, you see me in a different brand. You still associate me with car brand A and it confuses that kind of messaging. For sure. It's very, very important. You know, so it, it, it really is deep. And the contracts become that that complicated because of all these very big uh, um, concepts that we're delving into right now. Chat to me, um, Tammy, about this very confusing um, relationship that content creators have with not negotiating the terms of their contracts. Um, it goes back to our chat about the power dynamic. Yeah. What in... Uh, as Lady Africa, as a, a business owner, have you found has been able to mitigate that that power disparity? Because again, I say that little Leroy, big beauty brand. Yeah. Um, how have you guys been able to manage that from on a practical level? Just elaborate a bit more in terms of the power disparity you're referring to. So um, you say to me that this is the campaign. This is how much you're paying. Now, because I'm a content creator and the jobs are very few and far in between sometimes, you want to make sure that you're on the campaign. Yeah. Sometimes what happens is that brands will then change the landscape. They'll say to us, okay, we're, well, we're not going to pay you more, but we're going to put your face in Kenya as well. Okay. And you sort of can't say no because, well, you kind of want the job and it's becoming a little difficult for us to get that kind of work out here. Um, so what I found with Style ID Africa, for instance, having worked with you guys, is that because I have the intermediary of having a Kensani, a Tammy, a Savan, who's able to go, but that's not right. That's yes. not industry practice. Correct. Where we wouldn't do that. This Correct. is how much the bare minimum is, how much you pay. You know, those are some of the ways I've seen you guys do it. So, I don't know if it's deliberate do, or not. No, correct. So we do the negotiation, mm. you know, on behalf of the influencers. Um, and that is definitely a key in working with Style ID because 
we we have that expertise to go back to the brands and say, well, you know, if this is going to be published elsewhere um, for X duration, um, et cetera, et cetera, mm. then, you know, there needs to be compensation mm. for that. We do do the negotiations on behalf of the influencers. Um, I don't think there's actually ever been an instance that we've experienced where we've never you know, gone back to mm. the influencer and said, well, it's going to be published on a billboard in Kenya. Whether you like and, it or not. <laughs> um, but that, uh, th- then again, we have our contracts with the brands. Yes. So we obligated to do certain things in the contracts. The brands are obligated mm. to do and um, abide by certain things in the mm. contracts. So as the middleman, we've got two sides to look mm. after. Um, so there's definitely the negotiation hat that has I th- to I be worn a lot of the time. And I think that's what makes it different in that you're as much for the influencer as you are for absolutely, the brand. Absolutely. And, and because you're contracting with both, you almost have fiduciary duties for both. So absolutely. this is, this is the, the interesting part of, of working out with Star Lady Africa. And when we come back on the other side of the break, we also chat about some of the things that you need to avoid, but also some of the ways that you can avoid um, disputes and resolve disputes before going to court because going to court... <laughs> Is very, very, very expensive. Elizabeth's of Influence with Amelia Remark. Tammy Rasheen. And I'll see you after the break. Welcome back to the Business of Influence podcast with me, Dear And Tammy Rasheen. And we're chatting about contracts and everything legal. So everything, oh man, stuff. I'm feeling like, uh, I mean, I'm showing my age, Boston <laughs> legal. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's so interesting to find that, like, I didn't think we'd get this passionate about it, but it's such an interesting corner of our business that it really underpins a lot of, of what we do um, sure. and how we even, you know, make money out of it. But I think one of the big things that content creators, I know at least I've had an issue with, was the idea of intellectual property and who owns what. Um, I remember back in my... Let's say that again. (laughs) Who Who owns owns what? (laughs) So we have a a, a case where we have... Leroy gets a brief from Starlady Africa on behalf of Tammy Incorporated Beauty. Okay? And this is the campaign, and we are ready, and we've got a brief. Leroy goes and shoots the content... And Tammy Inc. says, beautiful, we love it. All right. Style ID facilitates that and makes sure everyone is happy. To whom, in your opinion, does the content belong? (laughs) I'll add a a complication. The content has Leroy's face in it. So it's Leroy's face that is on the content. (laughs) It's not just like a picture of of the product only. to whom, in your opinion, does does the content belong? Okay. Well, Leroy has been commissioned uh-huh. to do a job. Okay. The Tammy Incorporated Beauty is paying. Yes. For the job. Mm-hmm. The job being the content creation. Mm-hmm. However, it has Leroy's face on it. Yes. The brand actually owns the content. Okay. They're buying the content. Mm. That is my short and long of it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you tell us more. Well, well, it makes complete sense because if we were to use it in a real life setting, okay, when you watch an ad for water, whatever water brand you can see, and you see a face of an actor on there, it's their face on there, but they definitely don't own 
the content. No. Because they were paid as an actor to be on the show. Correct. Or on, on the piece of marketing. Correct. And they were compensated and they were paid usage. You see, so exactly if, that. And if we use the content where we say we're going to use it, in line with the payment that we've made, then the brand, I believe, does own the content. Yes. In the same way, and it's, it's a weird relationship, um, in that if someone works for a company, that's called an automotive brand, um, and in the car brand, they find a novel way to make transmission, something new. They They're innovating it. something. They innovate it. Um, the company owns that intellectual property Correct. because you are being paid by us. You are working in the scope and duty of your job. And therefore, we own it even though it came from your mind. Exactly. And the same can apply for... Um, the IP in technology yeah. for the Style ID platform, mm -hmm. um, that whether it's um, a developer that's yeah. coming up with a new product offering or um, uh, someone in the company mm. that has a new way of implementing software that we go and create that is still owned by the company. Yeah. Well, there's a complication now because when you talk about the tech space, uh, there's a particular telecom sure, company. Sorry, we diversified, <laughs> but it's IP. It's IP. We're moving. We're moving. We're moving. Uh, well, there's a case right now in the tech space where a particular person was working for a telecoms company and he claims to have created some messaging system, we'll call yes. it. We all know what it is, but you know, we're not going to talk about it. And for me, it's interesting because he wants to be compensated billions with a B, right, for creating this particular platform and then the argument could be but he was working for the said company Correct. does that not belong to the company itself and i think when i chat to katlejo later our i legal definitely think we need insight <laughs> further insight out. there um because there's different scales yeah definitely that, um you're working at apple and yeah. <laughs> and you find yeah. a way <laughs> exactly exactly so um I'm definitely interested to hear what Katleko says, but from a content creator oh, yeah. perspective, um, hence why there's agreements, why there's duration, mm. why there's usage um, rights and usage fees, because the brand is buying the content. Yes. And it's the same, um, okay, the face of the individual might not be in the content, but I don't know, think of graphic design yeah. or... You know, I think or you're designing something, you're creating a piece of artwork, mm. or there's so many avenues that we can talk about yeah. with regards to IP, but the client is purchasing and paying for the piece. I think the interesting thing is we can contract in and out of it. And yes. I think for me, um, the, the ownership um, question gets solved yes. in part by saying, okay, we're paying you this amount, okay? You just to be safe, waiver any right to the prop to the to the intellectual property going forward. So you are, you're giving of your right, yes, um, to to the company, um, and we are receiving the right, and and then we're compensating you for this right in in this particular exactly. way. However, here's how we're going to be using that right. So as you say, usage where you've agreed that your face will be used on the billboard and the wrapping and the packaging but you haven't agreed for it to be used for instance on television or, or you can go as far as uh depends how big the mm. the product is or whatever um discussing with the brand royalty fees yeah 
and 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 the reuse of that um and for me it's very interesting because even things like this podcast right um some platforms own everything you put on there yes so they you can literally bump into your picture where they're using it for whatever and you wouldn't be able to claim because there's a disclaimer somewhere saying that our content the content you put on here belongs to us in perpetuity and part of the Correct. fights in continental europe and some of the americas is that um some of the big social media platforms almost take ownership of our data exactly <laughs> because exactly. We, we we freely hand it over so it's it's a very interesting place to be very but i think just to err on the side of of safety is to look in the contract what it says about who owns the content uh, yeah um because also it restricts you from using it so for instance if i do a wonderful piece of content for for Star Lady Africa and I want to use it in a presentation I'm doing for another company or another business I'm working on and I say I did this wonderful brand uh, work and then Star Lady says but you haven't paid for, for it that. you've given exactly. it away you've got this mm. um, just careful mm. trading of ground when yeah. it comes to using of content for anything yeah. for Let, anything let's put a, another layer on it um, what about using other people's content? Um, you know, what has, in, in, in your opinion, um, if I know, like, music, for instance, is the, the big one that we use, where you, you know, people almost pirating people's music, the yeah. songs in the background. I know one particular big artist who just finished her Renaissance tour right now. You put, if you want to put a video out, it's going to be <laughs> taken down in seconds. <laughs> Use her music because she's very particular about the way it goes. But I just also wonder what is the the, the rule really when we're using saying music on on content um, because we just sort of go and say, oh, okay, so you know, we just want to put a little sound in, in the background. So very it's important nice. to mm. check um, the the rights with mm. that. Um, we've had numerous campaigns where the content has been sent back um, because of the wrong music being used mm. or the rights of that music. Mm. Um, it's definitely a key to mm. to highlight in the briefs, um, and especially if that content is going to global mm. to be approved, um, really check, dot your I's, cross mm. your T's. Um, you don't want to land up. In trouble. In the in trouble. Bin. Yeah. And some and some brands, what they will do, I'm I'm working with a particular one now where they'll send you a music file to say this is the music that you can use uh, because we've paid for it, so you can then stay and play in That's this little corner. Um, and That's very clever. And I think very it's very clever. interesting. Yeah, to, absolutely. To to play quite safely. Let's say we get into the relationship and things do go sour, and this is the part of the of the conversation. <laughs> <sighs> can I sigh? Deep side. Did you, did you all hear that? <laughs> Loud and clear. The world of contracts is such that it's almost like preparing for the divorce. It's like, <laughs> you know, we if things go wrong, we need to know what we will do in, in that in that event. Are you married in community? Are property? you married out of community? Listen, you know, and when, when you do figure out what happens, usually it's a bit too late. <laughs> but let's just talk about generically before we get into the contracts. Um, you work a lot of, with influencers. You work, you work with lots of brands and you work with lots of influencers working for brands. Yes. What are some of the, just generally, without the contracts playing a, a part, of, of the things they do, like, wrong, where you just go, but why would you do that? Like The you know, influences. The influences, okay. yeah. Oh, I can name a few. <laughs> okay, where do I start? Some recent ones. Let's just go top of mind. Um, not meeting deadlines. Okay. So, very delayed with content. Okay. Um, which has 
a ripple effect absolutely on so many levels that I don't think influencers un- actually understand. Mm-hmm. So missing deadlines, um, not sticking to the brief, and creating incorrect content. Okay. Um, I think those would be our two main ones. Yeah. Um, Because it it really speaks to my next point being contractual breach. Because even though those seem like just annoyances and things that are... No, so we've (laughs) just had uh, a most recent experience where content was about two weeks late. Yeah, that's like, wow, how do you even (laughs) do that? Um, Two weeks late, so there was the, um, the dispute of not paying the compensation due to that. Okay. Uh, but that's, again, also in the agreements, mm. in what happens if content is late. Mm. Um, and then, never mind, the content that were, was then delivered was the incorrect Oh, wow. <laughs> um, it was shot somewhere where it wasn't supposed to be okay. shot and things like that. So I think those would be the two main mm. Aspects. I think what 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 content create, content creators don't realize is that those are actually con, those are actual con, contractual breaches. Absolutely, without um, a doubt. And and the idea of a contractual breach is that there's always three ways of managing them. Um, there's what we call specific performance. So we can still force you to perform as the innocent party. We can say, okay, we are forcing you to perform as per the contract. Yeah. Okay, which. Sometimes it doesn't work so well because now there's a sour taste in our mouths yeah. and now we really want to just like get it over and done with. But sometimes it's the easier one to do because it means that we don't need to, you know, we need to execute the contract, the, the, the campaign at the end of the day. Correct. Whether it's two weeks late or not, we need to get it out there hoping that you delivered the right content for us to be able to use. And then there's something called malperformance, which is performing badly or defectively, which is what happened with you. Or this particular content creator who, although they performed, they performed late and incorrectly. So they've almost made it impossible for you to use the product. And you as a a, a, a company are then able to ask them to either perform properly or cancel. In this case, um, it was canceled. So what influencers also need to take into consideration is... A lot of the times when you're creating content, it's around product launches. Yeah. There's specific... Mm. Timelines. Timelines. Mm. There's specific dates and a duration. A product launch is valid for, you know, and mm. uh, the two weeks and then you're moving on to the next, mm. you know. So there's no point in publishing the content that's arrived two weeks late um, because that was... Gone. <laughs> two weeks ago. It's useless. <laughs> um, and the brand can't use it. Yeah. So that, in this case, was completely cancelled. And and it's one of the remedies that we have in contract that we can cancel a contract and even claim for damages. Yes, um, there is a claim for damage. <laughs> that's, that's sitting on the table right now, yes. and which is something that we want to avoid again because usually the damages for something like that, when we quantify it, will be you know much more than the remuneration you would have received. Exactly. So you exactly. almost, almost want to just not get to that point. For and sure. it's one, why, one of my best practice um, sort of tricks is create your content early, send it in for review, and then once you reviewed it, you'll get a response to tell you what's wrong quickly. And read briefs. <laughs> well, <laughs> read <the> first, <laughs> briefs. First prize. See, 
Fundani. <laughs> See the timelines. Mm. Plan your schedule. Yeah. <laughs> and that really, again, from a contract point of view, it's we, we regulate it in the contract to make sure that we don't have those issues because you can imagine how much a brand invests in product delivery. Absolutely. In, in, in the output, and they're really banking on getting that return on investment and unfortunately the investment has now gone Just down be nice do nice work <laughs> build relationships which, which, which <laughs> otherwise you go into our black book <laughs> and there is a black book <laughs> let me tell you let's talk about how we then resolve these disputes in ways that might not necessarily need us to go to court because court is expensive i mean i remember in particular um one of my senior directors saying to me that if they were to go to court if they had to if they had to hire themselves to defend themselves, they yes. couldn't afford themselves <laughs> <laughs> because of just how expensive legal. I must yeah. be honest, we haven't reached yeah. that point. So everything has, in our experience, been resolved amicably. Um, yeah, don't go to court. <laughs> what is what is what are some of the things? And this is the important part. What is the thing? Some of the things that you do to avoid court. So I'll chat from a content creator point of view. Yes. If I'm having issues with a brand, for instance, um, email. Hi, dear whomever. Are you aware? Are you dealing with what's happening? I had an incident. I think I've spoken about it on this platform before, where I was sent product um, that I didn't know I was part of the brief. You know, it just yeah. got sent to my house because they had my my address. And so I reached out and said, hey, what must I do with you it? You know, Kensani, <laughs> do you, what's up? You know, and in the exchange, um, I got confirmations in the paper trail that, no, there's a campaign. You've been booked okay. and your rate is the following. Okay. You know, um, <laughs> duration, territory, payment obligations yes. were confirmed in because um, emails are contracts. We, as long as we it's work written. on, it's written, Absolutely. we've got consensus, we have uh, obligations, Absolutely. we know what we're here for. And so the next thing I'm seeing people going live on on the platforms with the, this box, you know, with this, this yes. drop. So I'm like, oh, they, you know, <laughs> <laughs> let me err on the side of caution and create content because I've got this email thread that says I'm on this campaign okay. Okay. and they know how much I cost. Okay. To find out... Three whole weeks after the campaign happened and I'm inquiring about my invoice, they say to me, oh, no, that wasn't meant for you. <gasps> yeah. But the box came with my name on it and you came to my address. So so how did you handle that dispute? So I said, but you can't, because now we're working ex post facto where the content has gone live and you've derived a benefit from it. I'm, I'm at a loss. Absolutely. In fact, legally speaking, you've been unjustifiably enriched by my work, which is a whole branch of law. <laughs> whole branch. <laughs> but but, but I just said, you know, w here there's two ways of doing it. You know what my rate is. I've got the email thread that we've had between the two of us. So just pay my rate because I've done the work and my issue was not about the mistaken brief because briefs land in your inbox by mistake. You yeah. know, there's many Leroy's or there's many Tammy's or there's a misspelling. But when I engage with you back and forth Ooh. and you allow it to go that far down, then what needs to happen? And luckily I was familiar with 
the the person who owns the company and say to him, this is what happened and I'm just annoyed because I've worked. I've absolutely. done the work. Absolutely. You know, the dentist has pulled the tooth out. You've got to pay, you know. And luckily, <laughs> the person was someone who's upstanding and understood the mistake and then they made the payment. Okay. Um, but I'm just saying that, you know, instead of running to Twitter and going, you evil. That's happened before. Mm. That has happened before. <laughs> um yeah. How do you navigate that? How do you navigate? Oh, it was a PR crisis. Yeah. PR crisis. Mm. Um, we, that was more, um, this is a whole separate discussion in itself. Mm. That wasn't any breach of contracts or yep. anything. The contract had ended yeah. and contracts were up for review if they were going to continue with mm. the influencer. Um, there we had explained to the influencer just as the, um, brand was changing direction mm. and, and, and that we weren't going to continue mm. just yet, but considering going forward yeah. down the line and Twitter came along. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. My, my, my look, I understand Twitter is a very powerful tool. I've used it a lot of times when I'm moaning about my bank <laughs> because they, they tend to <laughs> uh, make enough things to moan about, but I think it's very, very important for you to know that once you breach that that line of going public, it's sort of you can't You're not undo it. Be used again. You can't undo it. You can't yeah. undo it. And I think there are ways. I mean, as a last resort, definitely, um, when you really feel like there's no joy Absolutely. coming out of it. But I think mo most times brands, and you know what's interesting? There's lots of people in the machinery. You know, there's yeah. there's there's the brand owner, you know, the company, and then there's the agency. Usually in the agency, there's a campaign manager yes. for that particular campaign. And then there might even be a briefing manager who's managing those influences Correct. for that campaign Correct. at that time. And then there's HR and finance you have to pay. And yes. sometimes things do get lost in that mix. And I always say, if you really, 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 really want to go to Twitter, try go everywhere else first. Yeah. Try send an email, try put a phone call on, try and call someone else and say, listen, Tammy, uh, job was not working. You've gone to sending smoke signals and <laughs> yeah, there's and been a no response <laughs> then. But also just be cognizant of your approach on Twitter mm. if you are going there because um, you know, just there's technology that we have that we can type in um a brand and it picks up all the mentions mm. for the last twelve months. Mm. And you don't want to pop up as the influencer that's got mm. all this negative sentiment about the brand because you're not going to be used, mm. f you know, by brand. So, yes, if you have to go to Twitter as your last resort, but just be cognizant of your language yeah. and the way you speak. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it is the last resort. Yeah, I think the contract is there and you definitely have your rights and obligations, the contract, but I think also be pragmatic and practical. This business is a business yeah. where we do repeat business is very important. Yes, very. And, and if I have an issue and I call someone and we scream and shout quietly in the corner, yes, uh, we most times can resolve it. I think have, you'd have to be very malicious for you not to, to want to resolve it. I have it. a question. Yeah. In your instance, what would you have done if, you had spoken to that particular business owner or agency owner and they outright weren't going to pay you. So I would have tried to find who would be the briefing person generally, because the other thing about influencers is that I know other influencers. So I know yeah. someone else and say to you, who, 
who's working on this? Is it Tammy? Okay. Yes. And then who's 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 inside there by Tammy's? Who's yes. busy with this? And then you you're usually able to find the person who you can speak to, whether it's the brand owner or the the marketing person, to say, listen, I'm not having a good time. I've done the following things. This has been done for me. I don't know if you know that we're working with a company that does that. And usually what happens is that it's an overeager person who, in the midst of all of the stuff, sort of lost their way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and to be quite honest with mine, um, if we take all the feelings I had on the day and everything around it, it really was just someone who I think was having many people talking to them. Mm. They thought that I was in the fold and didn't re- take a moment to say, wait, is Leroy actually meant to be on this thing? Yes. And then go, oh, no, he isn't. And go, yes. oops, sorry. They sort of let it go because they assumed the systems would catch it. But yes. sometimes systems fail. Absolutely. And what I appreciated about them is that I got a very good apology and we have a very good relationship going yes. forward. But it, 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 it also implicit on the brands to remember that Influences, we're trying to just get our buck in. Yeah. And when we try to, sometimes you get wild and angry because you're just like, I've done the work. Totally. And it goes back to that disparity between the the, the brands and, and the content creator. Yeah. You feel like, well, you know, it's going to hurt. Yeah. So, wow, a lot to, to, to digest over there. Whew. Whew. When we come back, I chat to Katlejo Mokosi, uh, who's a lawyer who does amazing work and is able to just shed some light on some of the processes and the concepts that Tammy and I excited for that oh yeah we, we it goes over because it is quite a deep uh, corner of the world but i think it's very insightful so please stay tuned and don't forget also you like you comment you subscribe you retweet you repost and also tell your cousin and your milkman about it <laughs> <laughs> when we come back at the a wonderful guest uh coming to us virtually my good friend and attorney extraordinaire Katlako, thank you so much for joining us hi leroy uh no um it's a pleasure. It's really a pleasure. You know, it's very seldom that you get to work in my industry with people from my former life, right? Um, back in my in my lawyer days. But I think this is a wonderful time for us to have our two worlds converge. Because, you know, as content creators, so much of our work relies on contracts and understanding the law because we're dealing with brands, we're dealing with um, uh, contracts, we're dealing with deliverables. And I think um, this is a conversation that's going to be very, very beneficial. But maybe let's go back two steps. You're an attorney, you're a director um, at your own law firm. Maybe give us a background about how you got into the industry um, and, 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 and what you love most about this industry. Okay. No, um, thank you for having me on the show, Leroy. Yes, uh, my name is Katlaho Mukosi. I'm a WITS LLB graduate. I went to WITS University. I graduated there in 2016. Mm. Uh, From there, I went, I was a judge's clerk. I clerked at the High Court Pretoria for Judge Collipin. Uh, Judge Collipin now is the Constitutional Court Judge. Yes, Uh, please, thank you. He's a justice. (laughs) (laughs) And then also Judge Sutherland. Judge Sutherland now is the Deputy Judge President of Mm. the Gauteng Division. So those were my judges that I clerked for at the um, Pretoria High Court. Mm. And then from there I went, I did my articles of clerkship at Rydros Innes and Saxon World um, and also completed them at Bolafanamava Attorneys. Um, I got admitted December 2020, so I'm an admitted attorney of the High Court. Yes. And then I partnered up with my law firm partner, Mr. David Ndlapo, 
um, and then we formed our own law firm. So now today my law firm is registered and we are known as Ntlapo Mukhosi Incorporated Attorneys. Mm. Uh, I'm practicing in Midrand and I've also got offices in Boisens in the south of Johannesburg. You are a busy man, so we really, really appreciate your time. I'm going to dive <laughs> right into it. Um, you're a practicing attorney and I was uh, making the point um, in one of the other segments that there's no such thing as media law in particular. Like when you go to university or when, you, when you're getting trained, there's no branch of law called media law. What we have is just normal conventional laws like the law of contract, the law of delict, um, the law of unjustified enrichment, but it's law that really focuses around media. So that being in the background, contracts form such a huge, huge part of our job. Yes. When a client comes to you, what are the things that you look out for firstly in a conventional contract? And then maybe we can then add on to talk about what you look for in a, in a contract where a content creator is, is concerned. Okay. So um, when a client comes to me and they just give me a contract off the bat, just as an attorney, I'm going to be looking at the terms of the contract. In a contract from contract law, we know um, there's usually there's an offer and there's an acceptance. Mm -hmm. um, so when I look through the contract as an attorney, I'm going to be looking at what is the offer, what is the acceptance, what is perhaps... Um, the person that you're getting into the contract with, what are they offering you? Uh -huh. Perhaps a service, perhaps a payment that needs to be done. And then there is a thing. There is um, maybe perhaps property or a vehicle um, or a service that is going to be provided to you. And then at the end of that, there's going to be remuneration uh, monies that are going to be paid mm. to the client. Mm, mm, mm. And that's interesting because um... Uh, maybe again to my point about there no being not being any formal kind of media law, but it being just general contract law, that yes. is where the subject of a contract happens to be something that happens in the content creation space. The space is full of jargon. Um, I made reference earlier on to the four things that I look out for, namely being the duration of the contract, um, mm -hmm. the term of the contract, the, the usage and then the, the breach and how we get out of that contract. We are often bombarded by jargon, like it becomes very, very heavily jargoned. What is a contract in its basic form? Like if we were to take it to street English, explaining to me like a five-year-old, what is a contract and what should a contract have? Okay, so within um, a contract, um, there's usually a performance. So there's going to be mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be usually it's two parties. Two parties are entering into a contract, and then there's going to be some performance that will have to be performed by one party um, to the other party, mm -hmm. whether they are. Um, it's going to be a service that is going to be provided or in law, they, they, the basic thing, they call it a thing. Um, there's going to be a, an asset, a property, a motor vehicle, um, uh, a device that is going to be handed over. Mm. Um, so those are the, in layman's terms, those are the basic um, what happens um, when we're dealing with a contract. What about things that aren't tangible? You know, you speak about things that we hand over like a car or a service or I have to do something and you have to do something. In our space, we deal a lot with, you know, 
a performance like in a video so you are you are you are putting something you know content together you put it on a video or you put it um on a campaign you really can't hold that thing does that fall under performance you performing a service because usually a service is not something you can hold mm. so usually you know there's i can say um, to people that are listening, there are different types of agreement. So mm. definitely, let's say now we are focusing on uh, influencers and mm. brand and brands as well. So now, when when you take it now to social media, um, in in the contract, we are going to now specifically be going to those terms that you you are going to create. Um, you are going to create a video, you are going to create an advert, let's mm. say for the brand. And then now specifically in the contract, we are going to say to that certain influencer or to that certain, let's say content creator, videographer, that, okay, you are going to provide this type of service. Um, we then, as we're drafting, we'll go into detail about now, let's say how many posts, how many mm. posts you need to do, perhaps how long the video needs to be. Does your video need to be 20? five minutes does your video need to be 20 minutes so let specifically we are going to go into the terms of the contract okay. and take um now you as an influencer your specific wording and your jargon as an influencer and incorporated um into the contract okay. now specifically let's um take a, a, a well-known um you know, influencer that is on social media and they are partnering up with a brand that is maybe a telecommunications company or a cell phone company and they're going to advertise something. Um, that specific contract now when, because they've got that major following mm. um, on their social media platform, perhaps the brand um, that is going to be partnering up with them will have in detail that, okay, we want you to do a video for 30 minutes or for 25 minutes explaining the product to the mm -hmm. consumer and the brand as well. They they want the attraction, they want the following and um, they, they're definitely going to be putting rates there for for how long um, the duration of the contract. So for how long does the video need to be up there? How many times in a week do you need to post? And I guess as well, some of the terms, the influencer as well will, will share that, will share that information with the brand that usually when I post something during the day or post something at night, this is when I get most of my attractions, yeah. most of my um, followers are active during that time slot. So that is when um, the time slot most likely I will then be able to promote your brand. And then now as influencers and content creators, those are the, are the sort of details that um, should be now going into the contract. Those to, to form part of those terms of the contract. Yes. yes Chat to me about, uh, you mentioned um, the idea about how many, you know, in, how much engagement I will get or when my followers are most active. And, you know, it's very difficult because it depends on what's happening, right? Um, on, on a day like today where we're dealing with um, a lot of news that's happening about the things that are happening, uh, the terrible, terrible atrocities happening in Palestine and, 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 and Israel. And uh, we're looking at um, globally, we've got people who are, you know, masquerading as doctors and things. The news is very busy today. And in the contract with my telecoms company, let's say, they say, Leroy, you need to post on this particular day. 
Um, is it uh, would it be fair to for a brand to put in how much engagement or how many likes I must get on a on a post? Because it's something that's so in the air, you know, it depends on what's happening in the moment. You can't say for certain that 10 people are going to like my image. Is that, is that something we can, we, we can contract into? I definitely think, yes, that is something that you can definitely contract into. And I definitely think that the content creators and the influencers need to be aware of that. And they need to actually be careful because um those are some of one of the terms that in the contract they should specifically as well be looking out for and mm. reading let's say now on this specific monday they need to post this content for this brand and then on that specific monday now um, th there's this issue now about Israel and Palestine, or there is a fire, there's a building that has just caught fire in Johannesburg, and um, now that the media attention has been focused on that burning building in the CBD in Johannesburg. Um, influencers need to be aware that when negotiating in the contract, they should perhaps as well in the contract terms ask the brand to as well give them leeway mm. that on a specific day and at a specific time when i'm supposed to post your content however um you give the content creator uh, and the influencer leeway to say that i'm not i will not be able um to post on that specific day because of um, unforeseen circumstances, um, which in in law we can call it um, a force majeure clause. Mm -hmm. um, you know, unforeseen circumstances we sometimes refer to them as acts of God. Acts of God; those are unforeseen circumstances. There's there's a flood now in KZN, and and now the whole news and the whole feed of the timeline on social media has been filled with burning building and a flood flooding in KZN and in the coastal areas of South Africa. So at that specific time, on that specific day, on Monday at four o'clock, as per the contract, the influencer or the, or the content creator cannot, cannot now perform Mm. cannot now perform as per cannot now perform as per the contract mm. so the influence on the content creator should actually include in mm. that term that we call it that force majeure clause or mm. a clause um you, you know to just give that leeway that perhaps if I'm not able to post on that specific day give the influencer leeway the contract um, the, the content creator leeway to um, perhaps post on another day, let's say a day later, or perhaps mm -hmm. even give a grace period of mm -hmm. two days later to be able to continue with the contract so that they do not fall into breach. I like that. So what I'm hearing from you is that even when a contract comes to you and these terms are very defined and we know that, okay, this is what we're agreeing to being the brand and the, the content creator slash influencer, we also need to be very careful that we don't just put ourselves up in situations where we won't be able to perform because performance is contingent on, on more than one thing. For instance, um, I've had um, instances where I've got content to shoot. Um, in fact, on a campaign I'm working on currently and the products I need to shoot with have been delayed at customs. 
So we said that in the contract that I have to go live with a post on the first of whatever month. And I ended up going live three weeks later because I just didn't have the stuff to shoot with. So what I'm hearing you say is we need to be careful to negotiate into the contract some room for us to be able to um, be able to perform. Is it is there anything? So let's say we didn't foresee the circumstance, as you say, it's an act of God. Is there anything that we as content creators, uh, when we look at a contract that we need to almost um, look out for um, because I'm trying to figure out what happens when, let's say, we, we didn't negotiate nicely and now I'm in breach. What does breach then do? What does the breach, you know, what is breach <laughs> and what is the result of breach? Okay. So usually for um, in-contract law, um, we usually put in a term that is called breach. The breach of the contract would mean that there will be no performance, meaning that perhaps the influencer and the content creator has not performed um, a specific performance that they are supposed to do. They're supposed yeah. to post, they're supposed to make content creation perhaps this week let's say it's about money saving maybe it, 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 giving an example it's a bank and they're supposed to make a skit a video about saving of money yeah. um, and then on that specific week and on that specific day um, they do not do that. Mm. Um, then in contract law, we say that you have not performed and you fall in breach. And then we put a breach clause in your contract. And then now when you haven't performed breach in contract law, we say that you're in Mora. So okay. you're in Mora, you are late. Okay. Now when you are in Mora, in the contract, we usually put in contract terms for you to actually rectify the breach. Okay. So now, Mm. So, so, now so so when so so if I am in breach for one reason or another, um, you can put in some almost a clause that gives me um, grace period as well. Yes, perhaps. So let's say that. So for the for the influence of the content creator, now there is the breach clause in the contract, and they are in breach. They have not performed the specific performance. They have not on Monday, the twentieth of October. They were supposed to put up a video. They were supposed to put up a post, and they did not do that. So they are in breach of their contract. Now within the contract, we can we uh, as attorneys we can put a grace period in order for you to be able to rectify your breach in mm. order for you and we put leeway up uh, usually about a couple of days for you in order to be able to rectify the breach so now that specifically is what i'm saying to influencers and and content creators that in your contract there will be a clause about breach and that if you breach as a content creator and an influencer the brand can take um, certain steps against you, right? But now what we are saying here is that be aware of that breach clause, draw it to your attention that, oh, I'm entering into a contract with this brand. Should I not perform? Should I not post? Should I not do the video? Um, should I not do the interview online at seven o'clock with this specific person. I am in breach. Mm -hmm. Now read into the clause and say, um, now 
allow me a grace period. Allow me a grace period for me to be able to rectify my breach. And then from there, you as the influence and content creator will be able to continue with the contract and the contract then will not come to an end. How in the event that we we did negotiate and Leroy didn't draw himself to the to the breach clause and now he is in trouble. What remedies does the brand have um, against Leroy? So let me give you an example, right? Um, we hear all the time about how gym contracts, if you want to cancel a, a gym contract, you have to pay upfront all the, the months that you were going to be in the contract. Does, yes. a, does a breach in, in this particular contract mean that I need to pay anything? What, what remedies does the brand have against me that we immediately go to court um you know what 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 could happen to me in a worst case scenario yeah. okay so one thing i can say to influencers and what usually brands and usually what we like to put in contracts they they usually like to put in an arbitration clause okay. so the second part you're entitled to go to court but first i will deal with the arbitration clause so an arbitration clause they put it there it's more or less almost like mediation we go to arbitration there is a commissioner there who um, has got years of experience, they'll probably say that that commissioner needs to have 10 to 15 years experience. Um, in, in an arbitration type of hearing, um, they will say that we need to hire a venue um, and then it will need to be recorded and um, we need to hire that venue for a couple of days. One thing that I can say to influencers and content creators is that arbitration usually does not favor um, the person who the brand or the company is is fighting against. So what I would recommend is that in your contract, scrutinize your contract. And when you do see an arbitration clause, definitely do ask um, the person, the, the brand that you are contracting with that may you please um, allow for the jurisdiction of the magistrate's court. When you go to the magistrate's court, Going to court in South Africa, generally we can put it is for free. When you have to go to court, there isn't specifically that now when you are suing someone and you're going to court, you necessarily have to pay. And usually court process can be a very lengthy um, experience and it can be a it, it can go on for quite a couple of months. So what I would say to the influencer and to the content creator is that in your contracts, please do make aware and look out for um, an arbitration clause. Arbitration is very expensive. They usually want you to pay the commissioner somewhere between 15,000 Rand to 30,000 Rand and more because of their experience. Uh. You will also have to fit the bill of the venue. When we go to arbitration as attorneys and we're representing you there, you won't have to only pay for the bill of the attorneys. You'll have to pay for the bill of the venue. You'll have to pay as well for the bill of the transcribers. When you go to arbitration, um, you, you are going to be speaking into microphones. And then now everything that is being said there is being recorded. So it gets recorded at arbitration in your dispute. And then later is going to have to be transcribed. Transcribing oh. that recording and putting it in, in a book uh, form 
is it also takes money and which now as influencers and content creators we are aware that when you do do that usually most of the time you don't have all of this money sitting around so when you do go to court you are entitled to approach the small claims court so the small claims court it's anything uh, the monetary value is anything from a hundred rand to twenty thousand rand that um is the allowance for the small claims court so, so, if, you've got so, an if, invoice. I, so if i understand you if i have an invoice for a company and they owe me 20 any 100 rand to 20000 rand it is better for me to go to the small claims court to go and claim it back as opposed to going to maybe the magistrates court or a high court Yes. Okay. So I would like um, the, the influencers and the content creators to know that, that when you've got an invoice, let's say for 5,000 Rand, 7,000 Rand, all the way up to 20,000 Rand, you can go to the small claims court. You first issue, you go to the clerks of court, they assist you with issuing a letter of demand. Mm. You take your letter of demand, it gets issued at court. You take it to the police station, the police accompany you to whichever company that you need to take it to and then you serve them with the letter of demand for your amount of money that has not been paid and you will appear before the, the, the clerk in the in the small claims court and you can argue your matter yourself so at least in that process you're not going to be spending a lot of money and litigating then the second process that we have you can go to the magistrates court the oh. jurisdiction of the magistrates court it's from 20000 rand all the way up to 400000 rand so when you've got um, a contract or a dispute about your invoice and money that is being owed to you from 20,000 Rand to 400,000 Rand, you are allowed to take it to any magistrate's court. Now, when we get to when you've got a contract or an invoice, the, the brand or the company owes you 400,000 Rand or more, then now you will need to go to the high court that will fall under the jurisdiction of the high court and you will have your attorney and your attorney will brief your advocate and you'll go to the high court and you'll fight that matter there. But just yes. on, a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a bigger and more wider scale, Katlok, I mean, you're a practicing attorney director at your, at your firm and you have experience um, litigating and working in matters. What do you think um, as content creators, um, we should be coming to you for what services doesn't a law firm have? Because the only time we see lawyers is when things are really going tough, you know, things are going down. Um, what services do you offer that we can work with, um, that we can have the back of our minds that, you know what, if anything happens here, I can call Katleho, um, he has this suite of services. Okay, no, great. Thank you for that question, Leroy. So um, as, as a practicing attorney um, at my law firm, uh, attorneys, um, we are able then uh, for you, let's say you've entered into the contract and you've performed and you've done the work. Now the particular brand uh, is not paying you the amount of money that they're supposed to pay you. Or let's say that they're even late with the amount the of money that, yes, that, that they're supposed to be paying you. We will first have the, so we'll start off with a letter of demand. Okay. So the money that you're being owed as a content creator, as an influencer, we we can come we can draft a letter of demand for you and then usually the letter of demand will be, we put specifically in the letter 14 days and then okay. after 14 days um that is when we move on to the next stage and we issue summons we will either issue summons in the magistrate's court or in the high court for you 
when then we go ahead now we issue summons against that company against that brand um we will then now enter into a stage of litigation now we will be in litigation and usually we, we would also push and want to settle, you know, and mm. we'll, we'll issue, yes, the summons and wait for them to respond. And we'll, we'll also provide that service where we'll issue them as well with a courtesy letter while yeah. um, we, we are in court litigating to say um, to the brand, would you mind meeting with us, trying perhaps to have um, a settlement negotiations mm. for you? and then we can perhaps even settle out of court. But yeah. the services that we do provide for you as an attorney, you can always come to us. We will draft your letter of demand, debt collection, so that we can collect the monies that are being owed to you. We will definitely be able to defend for you in court. So if you're an influencer, you're, 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 you're a brand, you have your own brand, and you're being taken advantage of or you're being owed monies, we are able then to take up your matter um, and take it to court and fight for you on your behalf and as well keep you updated as your attorneys on any settlements um, that could possibly happen. Oh man, Katlako, thank you so much. I think it's very insightful. Um, <laughs> we are very afraid of this branch of content creation or the sector of co content creation because it always comes with like big words and the jargon and the fear of life that you are in trouble. And it's nice to be acquainted with it when we're not in trouble, where we can really delve into some of the issues that come up with us. Um, if we want to get hold of you, if we want to find you and brief you and, you know, have you draft our fantastic letters of demand, um, how do we get hold of you? Okay, no, no, great. Definitely. You can get hold on me on my cell phone number 061-506-3100. I'll repeat that 061-506-3100. That is my cell phone number. You can reach out to me, you can call me, um, you can text me as well. Um, and then we can um, start the conversation for you to come to our offices and have a consultation with us so that we can be able to assist you. My email address as well, it's my name, Katleho, at ntlapoattorneys.co.za. So my email is Katleho, my name, K-A-T-L-E-H-O, at ntlapoattorneys.co.za. You can also pop me an email um, and then we'll be able to respond and um assist you. Oh, thank you so much, Katlejo. Katlejo Mokosi, a director at Ntlapo uh, Mokosi Incorporated. In the Welcome back to the Business of Influence with me, Leroy Mark. And Tammy Rasheed. And a big shout out and thank you to Katlejo Mokosi for coming through and chatting to us about all that legalese. I think at least it lands a bit better now because you have an expert in the field Absolutely. coming through. And it's it, powerful. It, it really is. And I really appreciate that also it's someone who's young, who is understanding the landscape Absolutely. of influencer marketing, not just, you know, an uncle who's <laughs> older, not being ageist, but sometimes we need someone who's on the pulse with the business that we're doing and who's partaking in it in new some way or other. New age legal advice. I love it. Yeah. I love it. New age legal. Um, but uh, moving forward, this segment for me is very interesting because it's an education I had to get myself, all right, about how, um, you know, there's this whole thing about like when you're working with brands and you and you do content, you have to put the sponsored hashtag paid ad paid for partnership and then and and then why <laughs> i mean who cares if i get a couple of bob on the side <laughs> for a, a particular thing i mean what in your experience has been part of the reason why we've shifted to that to that side um 
it was quite a transition, mm. I think, because there needs to be a differentiation between what the influencers are posting in their own rights. Organically. Organically, unpaid. authentically, true to who they are, mm -hmm. um, and just the day-to-day -day regular content mm. versus um, what is a campaign okay. and what they are getting paid for. Mm -hmm. And especially worth doing product reviews, mm. um, giving certain advice or tips or mm. things like that, that um, the educational aspect needs to have um, that protection of what the information is mm. that is being put forward to their followers. Yeah. I think I like the, the, the differentiation because when I started sort of, you know, when brands would work with me that insist on having the particular, you know, tags, um, someone explained it so well to say that, you know, when you drive down the highway and you see a billboard for product A, you know no, they're yeah, advertising. Amazing. You know they're, yes. they, they're pulling you in. So when they say this is the best yes. whatever, you take it with a pinch of salt because you know it's advertising jargon and this is to. how we do it yeah on socials yeah. this is how it has to be done mm. um and it's it's also for consumers to know yeah for their followers to know um that this is a paid for mm. piece of content yeah. that's not part of the regular day-to-day -day content mm. that they create um and just from an information perspective, especially from the information you're putting forward in your content, mm. um, there needs to be that that tag added to it. I think, you know, there's so many things happening now from the deep fakes to, you know, fake news to fake AI, everything. you know. <laughs> Back in the day, the fake things were your hair and your lashes. Now it's like fake everything else. Um, I think it's also so important that you are aware when you create the content as from a responsibility point of view that even if you are going to use the hashtag sponsored paid for partnership etc that you almost have to have a a, a bit of circumspection yes. where you don't make you know this is the best i've ever used you know this when you know that it ain't never that slimming tea ain't never made you lose no pounds. <laughs> but also to, because when we when we do advertise these things, you know, we I mean the line always is I rely on, you know, I always use product X. Um, I won't go anywhere without my, you know, there yes, was a yes. very popular uh, personality who was asked to uh, be an ambassador for a particular electronics brand and she was seen carrying a cell phone from another brand. No, I've seen like, that so often. Uh, <laughs> which is which which is a bit wild. But Let's complicate it a bit more, Tam. What happens when the um, the content doesn't necessarily revolve around a brand? We've got elections coming up next year. Um, we're getting ready to vote. Um, I hope we all are. And sometimes what, um, you know, lobbyists, I know it's not a big thing in South Africa in the true sense, but people will come to you and say, listen, I need you. I need you to talk to your audience about how it would be lovely if, you know, X particular thing happened, or I'd like for you to highlight, um, in your opinion, what is not going well with the country. And even though we're not selling a brand, we're not selling mascara, cool drink or a whatever, product, yeah. um, I'm putting forward a sentiment that I might have, it might be my sentiment. That's a difficult with. one. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, I don't feel that that needs to be mm. sponsored 
or have the ads. Mm. Um, it's it's up to the individual whether they're going to post their that perspective of their opinion. Okay. Um, there isn't what is if they were to attach sponsored or paid or paid for what is the brand that they attaching to it? Mm. So there isn't necessarily it's not necessarily an ad. It's putting out your opinion of something that might not necessarily have been your opinion, um, but w- what is it being attached to from an advertisement perspective? Mm. W- it is not similar to, for instance, if we commission, as we do during elections, especially in the US, it happens a lot where they'll find a particular celebrity and say, you know, what are your views? Are you, 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 We know your views are pro-democratic, for instance. Yes. And so we say to you, hey, don't you want to like visit and then you might have a camera <laughs> roaming around and say so what do you think about x y and z because i think for me my I, I agree with you somewhat in that i would err on the side of caution to Absolutely. say if i'm getting paid would i be okay to say hi guys tammy said i must speak about how i feel generally but i would not have spoken about it had she not said to me well here's a incentive yes 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 you know for me uh, see that's there's a bit of a gray area on Mm. that one but the rationale behind ad sponsored paid for is so that consumers or followers um and i'm going to go back to the word differentiate can differentiate between what is real Mm -hmm. real real authentic real and what is paid yes um and pay doesn't mean it might be unreal. It no, might just not mean, at all. Yeah. It's just it's it's a campaign. Yeah. Um, you you're not doing this. Well, it's not part of your day to day content that mm. you're just creating to create content. Mm. You're attaching mm. a brand to it. I think I think even going um, as far as and you would have seen on the platforms that we use. You know, even Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I think is on it as well, where you can style what you are. So you know, before it yes. was you are a normal person, Tammy. Now it's you know content creator. It says you know social media influencer. Correct. So that even when I when I look at your profile and you are emphatically saying to me that you know you believe in olive oil as hair care yes i can go ah but your job is to advertise so i can then view everything in but i think a key aspect to go back to is um knowing that when you see a tv ad or when you see a billboard Mm. you know that that's an ad yeah so this is almost the Social media, digital way of, of stating that of, of and making in sure a that simplified way, yeah, yeah, and 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 also with with how we dispense the advice. You know, if something goes wrong with that advice, at least we can go back and say, well, you know, it's even how we we speak sometimes. I think for me, um, we need to be careful even in the language we use. Of you know, course, this will make you lose weight. This will <laughs> in reduce ten <laughs> in ten days. <laughs> becomes a statement that you make that people can hold you to. And so if you speak correct and you have those accountability. Yeah. I think that is very important. I think part of the because we are contracting with our viewers and our our audiences every time we go out there. And I think maybe just to wrap it up, about the legalese and um the the pitfalls, many a good content creator has fallen on their sword for going too far by Either you know breaching contracts, speaking ill of a client, um, losing money 
because sure. they are defaming people or publishing the wrong things. And I think we have to be very aware that this is a business sure. with the rules, regulations, and laws. Yes, they're still developing, but they they are definitely coming very quickly, and we need to be careful that we don't find ourselves on the wrong side of it all. Your takeaway? It's very, very, very important for influencers to to acknowledge that they're doing a job. It's work. Um, and just as you have permanent employees, contracted employees, or even freelancers, all those require agreements mm -hmm. and clauses and adherence, um, um, things to adhere to. Yeah. And so influencers need to do the same. They, yeah. They're doing a job. They've been contracted to do a job. Read the briefs, read the um, at least the four key points that you mm -hmm. had outlined in, in the agreements. Ask questions. Many questions. Ask questions. Come back to the agency and say, well, I don't understand this clause mm. in the agreement. Can you assist? Mm. Um, or, you know, and just, um, yeah. Perform. Work, work, <laughs> work with the diligence. And I think for me, one of the important things that um, brands, in my opinion, need to start doing is plain English. Plain yes. English. Say it as plainly as hitherto the writer confirms. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Nobody speaks that way. And some of the confusion is based on us using too many of these verbose terms. So please let's Love keep it, it. simple. Um, and I think that's why we are so comfortable in spaces where uh, we've got intermediaries like, you know, Starlight Africa being able to speak to the brands and to us where the complication sure. is just cleaned out for us. Come to us. Ask us questions. Yeah. That's, what, that's what we have yeah. for. You know? Um, for sure. We don't need to be part of a campaign for you to come and reach out. This whole podcast is about making sure we share information. And it's all free mahala on E. So please make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and share with everyone, including your postman. For the Business of Influence, I am Lee Rimmer. I'm Tammy Rasheen. And we'll see you next time.